So yeah, like it's almost New Year's. Just ready for the new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of am. I kind of, I'm kind of ready for this. And I don't know when things happen. It's a really fucking long like year. Like this, this is 20. I just like, it's so long. This is so long. Like, I swear to God, like, I can only remember shit from the last half of this year and like, oh my God, everything else feel like it just was last year. It's like, that happened last year. That happened last year. Every big thing happened last year to me. I only remember shit from this year. It's like, oh my God, that happened this year. It's so, so weird. I don't know why. It's like completely weird to me. Like what the fuck? Why is everything so fucked up? No, you're not the only one. Hopefully next year, like everything is intact and like everything feels like it's that year. <laughs> he said, "Be good." <laughs> it's funny. That's funny. That's fucking hilarious. That's hilarious, dude. That's so hilarious. So. With me saying the dust, what's your favorite thing this year? Hmm. Thinking, thinking. Oh, all the Marvel shows were good. Jesus Christ, I meant in wrestling. I meant in wrestling. He didn't specify. Um, you know what? Even though it's like like a real recent thing, it was like really heartwarming and all that. It, Big E went in the title, like for real, for real. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's that was it. Oh, Shibata coming back to wrestle. That's, 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 that's always. I like, I asked that, and I knew that was gonna be the answer. I just felt like that should be documented on the podcast. <laughs> And like when Punk yeah. came back, everybody was like, "This is the greatest return of all times." And like a subsection of wrestling fans was like, "No, if this man ever returned to the ring, it would be the greatest return of all times." And I remember like having like a fans just going, "No, that no, it's not big as Punk. Punk like Punk left and Punk did this," and I'm like. Great for you on this side of the world. That's great. That's great for everybody who's a punk fan. I'm not trying to knock that. Shibata almost, literally almost died. He was in the hospital. There was no way in hell he was coming back. There was no way he was coming back. Like, if punk just stepping away because he got fucking blowed up or whatever, it's... It's not even comparable to somebody that almost died finally get back in the ring. It's not comparable. It's not. Like, I'm, like, damn, they had brain damage, right? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not hating on Punk, but when you say, what is the biggest return? If you just because of your just like dying devotion to this guy is like, oh my God, Punk is back. That was the best thing. Yeah, like, I'm, like I said, I'm not not 
I'm not knocking anything. I actually am glad Punk is back. Not knocking one thing, but if you put that over Shibata, who literally almost fucking died coming back, you're insane. I know somebody's yeah. like, well, rated money for AEW. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an actual fucking that people cared about. Yeah. And Shibata almost fucking died like when to wrestle like people were in tears like I know people was crying when Punk came back but different things it's you fucking just attaching yourself to this guy who's just a regular dude and then it's just somebody you attaching like emotion to because you almost saw this guy die like you just almost saw this guy die like if you watch that match like even if you didn't watch that match you heard about it he almost died he had a fucking scene he fell on the floor. He couldn't fucking move. He almost died. He, we thought he was gonna die with the brain bleed, and he came back to Russell. But no, it's it's punk because he's been gone for seven years and fucked WWE. I don't care about any of that. It's two different things. I don't know mm-hmm. somebody, but two things can be the same. No, they can't. Like punk like, didn't die. Like no. Yeah, and like somebody's probably sitting there like. He had that infection. He didn't die. He didn't almost die. He wasn't going to die. He was nowhere close. Like, just exactly. please. Like, they're not comparable. Yes, like I said, I am I am happy he's back. I'm giving him credit. I actually like that he's back. But you can't compare him to Shibata. It's no. not the same thing. But yeah, that's what, that's what I'm happy about. Yeah. Now, with that said, do you have a match of the year? Hmm, match of the year. Honestly, I don't. Because, like, anything I could think of, I feel like it was last year. <laughs> like, I'm stuck in debt. Like, mindset, you know? Yeah, I actually wrote down like some of my favorite matches of the year because like good you wrote I was down. like I was like I'm like from day one I was like listen I'm not gonna sit here and go at the end of the year hey like I don't this year like so every time I saw a match that like lived with my standards was like oh my god this is fucking awesome I wrote it down was like all right listen yeah like this is a match of the year candidate and it was so many of them, like it had to be like over fifty match of the year candidates. And I know somebody's like, "Well, like, it, I don't. I think my match of the year because like one of the match of the years that everybody has put up there is the Young Bucks versus Penta and Phoenix in a cage. That's that's what a lot of people have put as their match of the year. Okay. What say you? I didn't like it too much. Like it was okay. If anything, I put the um, even though I didn't like it either, I put the FTR one against the Bucks over there. That wasn't even this year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. That, no, no, I know it wasn't this year, but I, like I would put it over. You know what I mean? As far as match quality. Yeah, like I like to be honest, like that that wasn't the match for me, and I know a lot of people was like, "Oh, it's just because you're a Buck hater." It's like. I'm, I'm being honest, like, I like tag team wrestling. The style of tag team wrestling that the Bucks do and 
associated with them being the way that they are, it kind of turns me off from like liking bitches. And it's like, uh, get away. Like, it's like, it's not something I'm like, oh yeah, I fucking love that match. It's like, get away. And it's like, it's not just because like, it's just, it's just something about the way that the matches are wrestled. And like, I don't know, even when they were juniors, I wasn't super big huge fan of like their matches it was always who they were in the ring against it was like okay I'm more of a fan of those guys so that's like it's not it's not it for me it's not it for me gotcha. but as far as match uh, I have to put the Jay Bushi match up there because of not only just the match, but the story that happened in the match that made the match. Not even anything that happened afterwards, because like that was a great, a great moment in time. It's just like it was one of those matches that like it started off where you're just like, okay, this is an okay match. It progressed to get better and better and better and better and better throughout the match. And as it got better, it was like, oh god. Oh, is is he gonna lose? Oh my god! It was so it just was like so nail biting, and it just was like a true Wrestle Kingdom main event that was like it made you feel something because this was the second day, and this was after Ibushi just won a title from that, and it's like is Ibushi gonna be a one day champion? Is he really gonna lose to Jay White? And it just was so mad. And then how Ibushi just like pulled out the win at the very end. And, like, Jay White was still in the moment of, like, I can beat him. They were trying to present the belts to Ibushi, who was on the floor. Jay White was crawling on his hands and he's trying to grab the belts. And Red Shoes was like, no, you didn't win. And Jay's face just was, like, just shattered into tears. Like, reaching for those being taken away from him. It was like, oh, my God. Like, this story, like, it just felt so just emotional and it's like this is like this is how I like wrestling a story from beginning to end in middle in a match and it was like it's like it's full glory and that's why it, it the whole it stays up there match of the year for me you see why I feel like the year is fucked up because I actually thought that was last year <laughs> I did too because like someone <laughs> What is the best promo of 2021? And I was like, I don't know. And then, like, I was looking, and I asked one of my friends, and I was like, yo, when did Jay White cut that banging-ass promo when he was backstage? And I was like, that was this year. I was like, no shot. I was like, no shot. <laughs> Up, and it was like, yeah, Jay One. I was like, oh, my God, that happened this year? I was like, my brain was like complete. Like, oh my god, actually happened this year. (laughs) It was was like, it was so wild. And it's funny because it started a year long storyline with Jay White that like still has no ending in sight. Like, it does, but it doesn't. But was he wanted to quit? Then he got his ass beat. Ishii and he just disappeared. It just was like 
gone. And I was like, okay, well, that's a bit. So then he came back and he fought Ishii and it was like, he's fighting Ishii. And they just went back and forth and then Ishii stole his title at the end and was like, ah, that's it. But Jay hasn't been back to Japan since. And it's like, like everybody's just like, so where do we go here? Jay's an American New Japan and Ishii's back in Japan. So it's like, now what? What happens now? It's one of those things is like a long story that probably will be ending who the hell knows. I'm fuck interested. COVID. But fuck COVID. Always running yeah. everything. Just bad. So, also, so mm-hmm. you didn't give your match of the year. Oh, you're still waiting on it? Um, I would think maybe like um, Omega versus um, Hangman. That like that was long term story, like a motherfucker, like since day one of AEW for real, for real. Yes, because like this is something you wrote, you, that, mm-hmm. the listeners, you viral viper. Mm-hmm. You said since. Since day one, this man, Hangman Page, was going to be the fucking champion. And he's our current champion right now. Like, that's a beautiful story right there. Yes. So, there's going to be more categories we're going to talk about later on down the line. But since we're talking about AEW, let's get right into AEW. Okay. The last AEW. The last AEW because Rampage technically the last AEW of the year, but like the last of the year, the last Dynamite of the TNT era. Ah, oh shit, that's right. Yeah, because they're they're gonna be on TBS next week, so ah, that's the thing. That's good for them. Oh wow! It started off with Jim Ross, who's back with Cancer. Thank God for that. Yep. So he's back. And it started off with a 10 man the Lucha Brother. Jurassic Express and Christian versus F Hardy and Private Party. It was a match. It was a match. <laughs> Am I not only one fucked up and didn't know it was a fucking 10 man tag for a second? Like it seemed no. like it was way too many people in here. No, you're not, because, like, it, people just kept coming out, and, like, I was halfway paying attention because I was doing something, and it just, like, people kept coming out, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why is it more and more people? Why is it more and more people? I'm not coming out, I'm not coming out. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, why is this happening? It's just, it's just weird. It was so weird. And, like, one thing I hated about this, man... It was three times where there was like big moves, board moves and shit, and they did not get caught on TV. Like nobody caught it. They were watching something else. And it was a big flip from Phoenix, and it was like, oh my God, how did you miss that? Then it was like a big move from, like, how? How did you miss that? They were doing something else, and they just totally missed it. And it was like, this felt like a Kevin Dunn production because it's like, what happened? Like, this is not. 
AEW style. Like, what happened? Like, why was this bad? Yes, I'm about to mention it, David. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it was really bad. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened. This is not usually AEW style. I don't, I don't no. understand what happened. But um, Christian was the one who took the loss, and that set up a storyline that we're going to get into as later. Which is mm-hmm. going to go to another prophecy fulfilling I have already mentioned previous months and years about yeah, something is gonna happen next week on TNT. <laughs> then we had Eddie Kingston and Pride and Powerful versus 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Now this okay, this okay. The ending I hated everything after the ending. And I love a lot of people in this match. But I hated everything after the ending. Because the ending goes... Matt from 2.0 rolls up one of Proud and Powerful. I think it was Ortiz. And... Still attack beatdown afterwards. They grab Ortiz. They Daniel Garcia has the bell. He's waiting. He's waiting. It literally took him 20 minutes. I'm not even joking. He's waiting. He's waiting. Then all of a sudden, he hits Ortiz with the bell. Knocks him clean the fuck out. And then... Oh, wait. It was Santana. It was Santana. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. He knocks Santana out. And then all of a sudden, Jericho's music comes on. Then he runs down with, with a bat. And he helps clear the ring. And Eddie Kingston is like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, I came to help you. He's like, no, what the fuck are you doing here? And it's like, they got beef. Like, they got beef, but they're going to the can you coexist situation, and they're going to wind up fighting. And uh, The only reason I can differentiate which one mm-hmm. it was, because I remember it, it was um, Ortiz trying to fucking, like, separate them two. Um... Kingston and Jericho and whatever while Santana was on the floor like fucked up like I kept making the joke that he got a concussion and shit which hopefully he doesn't I'm just saying I hope not yeah cause he he got fucked up it looked like so then we get to M.I. Jeff and he's talking Spears and Wardlow and M.I. Jeff is saying I'm gonna go for the world title and he's like but War Dog is going to get the TBS title and give it to me. So, talk the whole time. And then, like, he says that, and Wardlow's like super pissed, like, motherfucker. And then he goes, Nah, come in here, um, lawyer guy. Lawyer guy comes in and tells him, Hey, listen, your contract says if you win the title and Max, and Max says you want it, uh, you have to give it up. So basically, he's gonna fucking kill him one day. Mm-hmm. He's gonna kill like the whole, the whole fucking pinnacle at that. Like, mm-hmm. don't be surprised if fucking Sean Spears gets it first. He deserves it. He deserves it. He fucking deserves it. <laughs> so then we get the Lucha Brothers and Christian. And, and Jurassic Express having a talk and Kristen is like next week you guys are going to face my guy and Pentagon says listen 
like Jungle Boy, if you want to step up, you the old weight, which is basically saying he needs. Which Christian got mad was like, I'll beat your ass. And it's like, we know what's going to happen. They're going to have a tag team match, and Christian's going to wind up costing them the match. And that's how the separation comes. But, you know, that's a thing. It's obvious. <laughs> y- yep. So then we went back to 2000, where this man, Colin Delaney, got in the ring against Wardlow and got powerbombed a gazillion times. And once he got power bombed a gazillion times, it was like, Jesus Christ, he thinks he's in 2006, doesn't he? Like, fuck. It was fucking crazy. So, yeah. yeah. He should have stayed there. Like you said. Yep. So, then we get a backstage thing from the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and Red Dragon. So, first off, the Bucks are trying to sow dissension between the Red Dragons, and they're like, hey, listen, like, we're your friends. I don't know about these guys, but we're your friends. And then Kyle and Adam are like, listen, we need to talk. And Kyle goes to Adam, listen, I know we still got heat, but listen, me and you, like, and I wonder if I can trust you. Like we like we should be free. Like we each other's back. We're the paragon of AEW. It's like, okay, that's gonna be there. Great. I'm I'm all for it. Yep. So here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. People are already going like, oh, because they teased that little dissension between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. They're that thing. They're going to go back to that fight and they're going to keep it going from NXT to here. And I'm like, okay, you guys are just like jumping the shark because you're like, oh, we're going over here. And it's like, it's going to seem like that's going to happen. But the other thing is going to happen that we've been mentioning for months since we said that Colorado was going. It's going to be, we're going to talk about it later and deeper in debt, but like, I'm going to 100% say this. Like, all of your, like, your professional analysts, they're, like, super, like, journalists. They literally called with the storyline that we've been talking about for months. They literally just all of a sudden go, well, this is a thing. This is how it's going to go. This is how we should go. And it's like, we've, we've said this six months ago. Like, we literally wrote out the storyline six months ago that you guys are just all of a sudden going, you know, it sounds like they're going to go here. And it's like, hmm, we were there first. So, yeah. Yeah, just like... Are you listening? Yeah, they are. So, then we had Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert comes out and cuts his pro. I don't know what the hell Dan Lambert was talking to. So, Dan about some shit, and then Redacted comes out, and Redacted says, listen, you're like the less cool version of Paul Heyman. <laughs> and then Redacted says something back to that person. He, he actually says he like Jim Cornette. And then Redacted says, Redacted, 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 Redacted. And as far as Redacted goes, I'm going to move on. So, that was a promo. 
So then, this, okay, this actually was really good. Like, this was really good. I know, like, I'm not talking about the match, but I'm talking about the way that this was pulled off. And I know, like, a lot of people have, like, said really bad shit about this match. But the way that this, this execution of this was pulled off. So it was a match against Thunder versus Jade Cargill. It was a good match. But the thing, okay, it was a match. And a lot of people, I don't know about you. How do you feel about this? A lot of the match wasn't good. Hey, I mean, it was okay. Like, I feel like they spent too much time, like, in the beginning outside the ring. Other than that, like, it was okay. Yeah, because they spent, like, 10 minutes outside with no count out. And it was just yeah. very ridiculous. And nobody tried to count. And it was just a long time. And then the match started. The reason that I was excited about this match was because the ending. Linda Rosa is trying to get back in the ring. She gets hit in the head with a glass bottle by somebody covered up. And the first thing I'm like is, bitch. And I'm like, yeah, it's Brittany. <laughs> so, then she beat down. And then all of a sudden, she takes off the thing. And it's Mercedes Martinez. And I pop. I fucking pop. I'm a huge fan of Mercedes Martinez, and I know somebody's going to go, oh, because you know her work there. If you listen to the podcast before, you know that we have a long history with Mercedes Martinez since yep. she broke into the business, fans of Mercedes Martinez. Yes. To see, like, to see her come to AEW and get her shine, thumbs up. Thumbs the fuck up. I love I love it. She basically has like a guaranteed type of like main event spot right there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all good for her. Yeah, and it was so good because AEW swerved me, who was thinking Britney was gonna be the one that screwed Thunder Rosa, but it was her. And I was like, ah, I like that. We still get yeah. our we still get our match because after the match they did a beatdown on Thunder Rosa. And Ruby Soho came out because Ruby Soho and Jay Cargill next week TBS title. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Who predict that final? I don't know. Somebody who's like really smart at booking wrestling for some reason. <laughs> so then promo and Punk is he shots out Jr. for coming back. He talks about like how everything is and how good he is on how good he is on on everything and it's funny like this is one of I actually was like I'm like I actually enjoyed because like a lot of like sometimes when he's in full anger mode it doesn't come across to me and I I just it's a jerk and the funny part about that is like Tearing the two pieces apart, like regular, normal, outside, day to day, regular person, punk. I, me and him, identify on a lot of values that he has, like a lot of things that he says, a lot of like political ideology, a lot of like stances he. World, me and him are mirror identical, and it's like I agree with a lot of shit that he says. 
And it's like, I like this guy for his stuff. In a wrestling world, it's kind of murky. Like, I like him, but, like, also, it's kind of murky. I it, It's wishy-washy. But, like, it's a, yeah. I, I love this guy, but inside of here, it's, like, murky and kind of, like, kind of a, a great. But this was a promo that made me go, oh, yeah, he, like, he is good. But it wasn't like one of those those moments where it was like, like the greatest ever. But it's like one of the moments where it's like, oh yeah, I can't for why I like Hulk. And he basically said, MJF, I'm gonna stop you from getting your title badge. So yeah, that's it. Like, okay. <laughs> so basically, Punk said, uh, MJF said like forget about punk so he said yeah I'm not gonna forget about you something to that effect mm-hmm. yeah so then we had a backstage thing with Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs and they're talking about hey Dante Martin it's gonna be you against Will Hobbs and like soon as they said it's gonna be him against Hobbs I instantly got sad like I instantly like got so sad because right. For one, Will Hobbs has grown in facial hair. And like I have instant like I instantly got sad. And you want to know why I instantly got sad about them having a rematch? Why? The last time he fought Dante Martin, he damn near launched that guy into the goddamn galaxy and tore his head off. I don't want him to kill Dante Martin. Cause it's like as soon as I see that, I was like, oh shit, like they're gonna have another match. That's cool. Then I start remembering and I'm looking at Fucking, I'm looking at Hobbs and his fucking facial hair is like a fucking bad guy. And it's like, oh no, you have facial hair like a murderer. Like you're going to go out and be a monster against Dante Martin. The last time you flipped him into the ring post, I don't think he's going to survive this time. And I like Dante Martin. I was like, oh my God, he's going to murder this guy. Oh no. FTW. Yeah. So they had Sammy Guevara do the cue cards thing where he was like, yeah, next time I'm going to beat CM Punk. I mean, not CM Punk. I'm going to beat Cody Rhodes to get my title back. And I'm like, okay. They did a Serena Deeb, the Kara Sheeta thing. They're going to wrestle again. What's, uh, Jesus Christ. I'm wish it was stop. Can we have a draft in AEW that way we could separate them? I, I hope so. I hope so. We had Brian Pillman talking, and then he calls out Alistair Black. Alistair Black shows up, and he's like, and then a lot of it was like, no hair. I'm like, oh, no hair. That, that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, no, no more of those things. So then we got Red Dragon, who actually theme from Ring of Honor, which also makes me sad because Adam Cole didn't get his regular theme from Ring of Honor, but the Red Dragon gets their theme from Ring of Honor, but Adam Cole, who had the best theme in Ring of Honor, can't bring his theme over, but at least we got the boom here. So whatever. Because you know it's all about the boom. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> so they got ready to take on the best friends and Orange Cassidy. It's, 
And the one point of the match, I fucking got terrified because Chuck Taylor got knocked down. And it was like, it was, it was like one of those weird instances that was like, it didn't mean to happen, but it was just like so randomly fucked up. So Kyle O'Reilly kicked Chuck Taylor. And like, you know how the ring is set up and they have the ramp, but the ramp is kind of like in the middle of the ring with the steps. And they kicked, they kicked Chuck Taylor and he went back. And because the ramp is the way it is, Chuck fell, boom, bam, boom, hit first. And was like, oh my God, like, I hope Chuck's okay. He came back, but he was kind of discombobulated later on. But it was like, holy shit, like, it was so scary. Like, I'm glad Chuck Taylor is okay, though. Yeah. I'm about to say, like, he, he's going to be out for like a year, just like fucking Trent was. Yeah, because that's how I felt. Because like when you see him go down, you're like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" But but he got up and finished the match, and it was like, "Okay, I'm glad that he's okay." So at the end, like Adam Cole is on the outside, Kyle O'Reilly is going to hit Trent Barretta. Trent Barretta moves, Kyle O'Reilly hits Adam Cole. So then the Bucks come down, and Brandon blah 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 comes down. They fuck things up, and the Bucks super kick the best friends. Red Dragon ends it with Chasing a Dragon. And the whole time after the match, Bucks are out there with Adam Cole, and they're looking at Adam Cole, and they're like, see, see, he can't be trusted. He hit you. He hit you. See, he hit you. He can't be trusted. He can't be trusted. Like, they can't be trusted. No, fuck them. They can't be trusted. They're bad guys. They don't like you. And it's like... They're bad guys, though. <laughs> yeah. And he, wait, the funny part is, like, it immediately, like, I'm like, I know a lot of people who don't have friends don't get this. I've had friends like this before, and I've actually been this friend, too. You've ever had a friend where you're fucking jealous of a friend because they knew each other longer, and you're just like, you want them to not be friends because you're like, no, fuck it. You're my best friend. I don't fuck doesn't care about you like I care about you. He's my best friend. So you look for every little plot hole and every little piece of just like so the two of them because you're like, no, I'm your best friend. Like that guy doesn't love you like I love you. I'm your best friend. And that happens a lot. That happens a whole lot. And like I know like normal people that just like never been in that situation have like they don't understand it. It was like Oh, this is just a thing. But if you have friends and have friends for a long time and like have been around that friend or been that friend, you know how this is. Like there's just like some really fucked up people and like, oh you're pieces of shit. You're just fucking pieces of shit. That's all. <laughs> but we all know where this is going. This is all going where where I said this was gonna go them all together in a big six man thing and like I said people are just coming to the realization of what I've been saying for years like hey this is gonna happen this is how this thing works and they're like oh oh, well no like I didn't understand that to just now okay like no you got it you got it believe in the viper yes so with that being said, and those tag teams, who do you pick as tag team of the year? 
Tag Team of the Year, Penta and Phoenix. Okay, Penta and Phoenix for you. All right. I'm going with Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. Dangerous Attackers. I'm going with them. So, another one that you didn't expect. Who do you think the Rookie of the Year is? Oh, most definitely Dante Martin. Like, he opened up eyes. Like, I want to say he became, like, Rookie of the Year by accident due to Darius being fucking injured. If he wouldn't got the shine that he's getting right now if he was in that tag team. So, Dante Martin. I I can't say Dante Martin. I'm going with Hook. I'm just going with Hook. I would have went with Hook, but, like, it's too early for Hook. I, I think. He, he has two matches. He's still rookie of the year for me. He had two matches. Hook is Hook is that guy. Hook is that yeah. guy. <laughs> Speaking of rookies, we have uh, NXT, which is the rookie show. <laughs> Most definitely. And it kicked off with fucking Grayson fucking Waller. Grayson Waller, who was on... Monday Night Raw, we'll get to that later. He was on Raw the day before. And now he's on NXT. So yeah, like... Yeah, Grayson Waller. You don't like Grayson Waller? (laughs) Like... How can I put it? I like him, like... His wrestling style and all that. Like, Mm -hmm. he did in the ring. I don't like this current gimmick. Yeah, it's so crazy because like halfway through the year when he was in that tournament, it was like, yo, he's going to be a good star. End of the year, we're like, oh, no, fuck this guy. Throw him in the trash. Yeah, yeah. They started getting this social media thing. It's like, nah, it's not working. Yeah, and the funny part, like the only big thing that changed with him was his gimmick. Like he still wrestles the way he wrestles. His gimmick is this annoying douchebag to the point where no matter how much he does, it's like, I don't want to watch you anymore. Like, you suck. Like, you just, it's something about him. And it's just like, ah, it's weird. I don't like it. And I want to say it's the social media thing because I want to say he's always been a fucking, like, annoying douchebag and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. that's like an entrance because not even his entrance really changed like that. Like, he did, like, the stupid dance or whatever when he goes to the ring. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I liked it all that. But, yeah, now, now I, I really can't stand him. <laughs> yeah. He's quick as shit, though. Yeah, he, he's really good. So he winds up taking on Odyssey Jones, who calls him out. He beats him, but then after that, Odyssey Jones basically. He gets beat, and then after that, I mean, I obviously know. AJ Styles come on the screen and says, hey, next week, me and you, Grayson Waller. All right, that's a thing. So then we get set up for the main event. We get Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray backstage. So they set up their thing. They set up what's going on with them, and it's like, okay, well... That's a thing. Okay, I guess that's happening later. And then Mandy Rose comes on television and shows, Oh, I have boobs. Look, I have boobs, guys. Look, do you like them? 
I'm still in the pool and here's my boobs. But the winning team gets to be in a triple threat against us. Like my boobs, here. Here they go. It's like, stop, stop panhandling. I don't like it. It's awesome for people who never saw boobs before. Yeah. So, then we get MSK. They're coming to ring. And they're saying they're ready to face the tag team champions. Matt Riddle comes on the screen and says, bro, you guys got this. You should go for the titles. Then Imperium comes out and they say, like, we'll face you whenever we're ready to face you. And then Walter shows up on the screen and says, listen, bitches, I will be there to make sure my men don't win. And somehow, Matt Riddle gets in the call and goes, hey, I'll be there too. We could have a six-man bro down next week. So next week is going to be MSK and Matt Riddle versus Imperium and Volker. The highest match ever. Yeah, and that's actually surprising as shit. All you need is RBD to manage them. Perfect. Yes. (laughs) So then we have... uh, Parker thing and Parker's talking about he's gonna face Brian Kendricks but Brian Kendricks just disappeared off the face of the earth they don't know why ha 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 so that's the thing we have Von Wagner in the back with um, Malik Blaze and he's gonna fight Malik Blaze later but then you have Parker who's in the ring and this is the Funny, this is one of Harlan. I don't know why I keep calling him Parker. Oh, Parker. I was wondering who the hell Parker was, but I just said shut up. It's <laughs> Harlan. Harlan. Harlan is in the ring. And then as he's in the ring, it's really fucking hilarious. Chase comes out to talk shit. But then Chase gets in the ring and he didn't realize what he was stepping into. He just wanted to talk shit. It was like, hey. You're bad guy. And he gets in the ring and they be like, oh, you're going to have a match. He's like, wait, no, I didn't want this. I just wanted to talk. <laughs> and Harlan just murders the shit out of him until, like, he's about to go in there and beat, beat him again. And Chase's student comes in and is like, no, don't kill my teacher. And Harlan just goes, too bad. I'm taking you with me. Oh, no, I'm going to die. <laughs> It was just like that. He took him and said, oh no, I'm gonna die. I, I, I love that. That was really fun to me. And then like, what they did later, like, it looked like he was gonna die. So. Yes. So then we had a fucking, this, this was, this fucked me up. So we had Electro Lopez and Legado del Fantasma thing. And they're talking, and they're talking like right where the, the dressing rooms is. And then Solo Sokoa comes out the dressing room and they're like hey you're in our business and he's like you shouldn't be outside of you shouldn't be outside of here said, but you're in my business and it's like man I beat your ass Santos Escobar and you of it too I don't care and like he was like alright we'll, we'll fight you like alright alright and then he just walked off he's like okay whatever so then we had yes. Then we had the debut of Tiffany Stratton. 
the money girl. I don't even know what they call her. Money. What, what do they call her? Something. I almost called her the billion dollar princess. That's what I wanted to call her too, because I was I I don't know why, but like somebody said that she's gonna have be Vince McMahon's daughter. I was like, that's actually kind of funny, right? And the funny part is like it wouldn't be too far off because like you know Vince is Vince, but you know. Never know with him. Exactly. So yeah, that was a thing. But as far as her in-ring skills go, she has a long way to go. She mm-hmm. has a long way to go. It was like I'm looking at her and I'm like, I don't know if they should have put you on TV just yet. Like just yet. You should have had you should have waited a while, but like just yet, I don't know. I don't know. Daddy should have told you the truth and told you, like, you're not ready yet. Yes. So then we had uh, Tony D'Angelo talking about how he's, how he's done with Petey Poppins over here, you know. And so, so I think they're going to wind up having a thing later on. So, whatever. So, so then we had a crowbar, probably like a crowbar and a pole or something. Yeah. So then we had the best promo of the night was Trick Williams going back and forth with Malcolm Bivens. And it was like, it, the funniest part about it was they're going back and forth. It did all of a sudden, Roger Shaw goes, what? So he has to translate to Normie to Roger Strong before he starts speaking to, to Trick Williams. And it's so funny. Like it is fucking hilarious. So they signed a contract. Carmelo Hayes versus Roger Strong, title versus title. And then it was fucking hilarious because Trick and them are leaving and they talk shit to Trick. Trick goes to turn around and he steps right in front of Ivy Nile. So he moves Ivy out of the way. Then he goes after Malcolm Bivens and the Creed brothers pick him up and Trick does his signature scream. He screams and he goes through the table. It was hilarious. Yes. That has to be that, that is a signature of his actually now that she pointed it out. Like I never noticed that. Yes. So then we had Santos Escobar versus Solo Sokoa. And they're having a match. The match is going. It's going. And then all of a sudden, here comes Zion Quinn. And he's trying to get Electra Lopez. And I love the I love the way how everybody who doesn't understand goes, he's supposed to be a ladies man and he doesn't have any ladies. It's just like, do you not know how many ladies like actually love him? Like that man's that man's DMs is like completely over flooded. That's what the fuck is happening. His DMs are over flooded. I don't know why you think that he's like not a ladies man. And he's like, no, he doesn't have any ladies. This is so weird. It's like you, are you not paying attention. Like, are you like not strong enough with your own sexuality to be like, he's a handsome man. He he can get any girl he wants to. So like, I'm pretty sure that he's a ladies man. Yes. And he came out. He distracted Santos Escobar, and Santos lost to Solo Sokoa. 
So yeah. So then we get Harlan about to throw the guy off the roof. And I swore he threw him off the roof, but he just threw him on the ground and scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh my God, I thought he killed that guy. And that was actually I actually was about to ask you, if he throws him and like he misses the bouncy thing or whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. like, he, he dies there, right? Like, NXT is over, right? The V yes. is over. Already. Yes. So Solo Sokoa is walking in the back and he gets attacked by evil boa but so the camera cuts really quick and it cuts back and regular boa is like what happened are you okay like what the fuck are you just attacked him no is, is he okay i don't know what happened i don't even know why i'm here i'm like oh, come on. yeah you said a- this was the rookie show but like are the editors and fucking cameramen rookies too? Because I've seen better fucking transitions on fucking YouTube. Hell, yes. I could do a better transition. My damn self. Yes, it is a rookie show. Everything, <laughs> cameramen, everything. <laughs> Speaking of rookies, we get Von Wagner versus Malik Blaze. And he beats Malik Blaze. Of course he does. But also, it's like, uh, like, I'm not a big fan of Von Wagner. I don't, I don't know what they see in him. I guess he's just tall. That's it. And um, Robert Stone is really into him. He wants to be his manager. So I'm like, eh. okay. I mean, That's nothing it. needs him to do. He ain't got nothing else. Yeah. So then we get Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade versus Io Shirai and Kaylee. You know what pissed me off about the ending of this match? What? Because it was so fucking dumb. So Cora Jade is going for the pin, and Raquel Gonzalez takes her off of the pin and stops her from pinning her. And it's like, no, if you two win as a tag team. You get in the triple threat. That's what that means. She grips her up like, no, this is not how it's supposed to go. I'm supposed to get the win. I put her down. I'm like, no, you idiot. Both of you win. You're both in. That's not how this goes. No, that's not. Like, you shouldn't get the win. I'm like, this is so fucking dumb. And then at the end, fucking Cora Jade has the pin on Kaylee Ray. She Push, she get pushed by fucking uh, Raquel Gonzalez. It rolls over. Kaylee Ray gets the pin. Then, like, Kaylee Ray gets kicked by Raquel Gonzalez again. And then Corsay gets the win finally. And it's like, so what was the point in all of this? Huh? I'm so lost. I'm like, so lost. Suspension that was not necessary. Like, you didn't need all that. Like, it was simple. You know, like, like if you. Fuck, like, some, fuck somebody up. Like, fuck them up after the match. You know? Yeah. And, like, it was so dumb. It, like, none of that needed to happen at all. No. It was some of the dumbest stuff. At, like, all the government. But, like, some of the dumbest fucking shit. I was like, I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't fucking get it. It was just like, what the fuck? It was so dumb to me. And like Weird. sometimes 
WWE just like really fucking drops the ball on some dumb shit. And it's like that was some really dumb shit. Well, that's over. Yep. So, um, that brings up a thing. Haha. Okay. A thing. How? Not how. Who is your female wrestler of the year? Female wrestler of the year. Hmm. Liv Morgan. Oh, okay. That's an excellent, a surprising answer. Yeah. Like, she's been doing, like, really excellent in the ring lately. Yeah, um... I'm going to go with Bianca Belair because she had, like, one of the best years for, like, somebody who's just getting on top. Like, it was a huge, huge, huge year for, for her. And I'm just like, I agree. I fucking love everything about her. And it's like, that's that's awesome. I love that for her. She's a fucking star now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, this she, basically her rookie year, pretty much on the main roster, right? Like, this is like her third, fourth year on the roster. Main this roster. is ag- this is actually as weird as it says. It's her second year on the roster. Second year, okay. Yeah, so she's a sophomore. Yeah, this is her soft. This is her sophomore year as. As a wrestler, so that's like this is huge for her. Yeah, like she won the rumble. She did all of that. Like this, this is huge for her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so now going to the big one. Who is your wrestler of the year? Biggie. Okay, that, that, I didn't even have to, just... I didn't even have to think about that because. <laughs> Like you know, like I said, like I said, like um, the fucking ma- like uh, match of the year or whatever, and like yeah, like that big moment with him. Okay. Yeah. Mine's yeah. is Brian Danielson slash Daniel Bryan. Okay. Yeah, he did a lot this year. I'm I'm gonna give him that because he literally went from wrestling for the universal title to literally turning them around a couple months later wrestling for the AEW world title like in all all in one year and the best (laughs) part is like the other person I would have gave it to is Zack Sabre Jr. but he's still got more tag matches under his belt than singles and Brian kind of earned this one kind of earned this one. I'm going for it. Yeah, you gave Zach tag team earlier, so... Yeah, yeah man. Like, he still gets something off this show. Yes. So, we're gonna go to Raw, but we have to go to Tony Storm. No longer with WWE. I know a lot of people are like, hey, listen, um, she got fired. And it's like, no, 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 no. You guys jumped the shark. She didn't get fired. She quit. Well, she quit because of because she couldn't stand it there no more. She hated wrestling. It's like, eh, kind of no. No, no, no. Like everybody was jumping the shark on like all the things that they heard 
because like Tony Storm wrestled Tuesday night. She wrestled. Right after she finished wrestling, she said, fuck this shit, and she left. She was gone. She just said, I'm gone. She went home, and she called WWE, like, yo, I'm done. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And they was like, uh, okay, we'll give, grant you a release. So, apparently, most of the people who have talked to people close to her had said, it's burnout. Like, she's burnt out of wrestling. Like, she doesn't want to do this anymore. She's done. I don't know if I'm going with burnout. Like, if, like, cause honestly, like, she didn't have the best little run that she had on the main roster. She's really talented, and I've been watching Tony Storm for, like, seven or eight years. So, I've been watching almost all her whole career. So, I know what she could do, and she's, like, a fucking megastar. And for as far as this goes, like, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's a bad decision because I know she can land in AEW or go right back to stardom and have a lot of fun. Like, she can do either one of those two things and everything could be fine. But, like, at the same time, I kind of wonder if, like, first the booking in WWE was really bad and if she would have stayed, like, would something have changed? Like, she could have, like, made her mark and been like, yo, listen, I'm really good. And WWE could have changed and been like, you know what? We're going to make her a top star, which she should be. And I don't know, like, if it was just, like, the fact that she doesn't think she was going to make it there or, like, she wasn't happy with the booking. And, like, but, like, like, I will say to anybody, if you're not happy there, don't say. Like, go do what makes you happy. So I'm not going to be like, oh, you should have just stayed. Like, if you're not happy there, stay. If she, wherever she winds up, she winds up. And what I'm going to say is, like, everybody's going to immediately take it as hate. But when I explain why I'm going to say what I'm going to say, you'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I don't think she should go to AEW. And okay. I know people are like, why? AEW has one women's match a show. Every show they have one women's match. And you're like, whoa, they have dark in elevation. Nobody wants to be on dark in elevation. They want to be on the main shows. They are only allowed one match per show. If you have watched them, there's only one women's match per show. That's not enough time to build up, like, a fucking true, like, wrestling, like, a true match. Like, I like I know a lot of people are like, yes, this should happen. No, it shouldn't. And if she goes, like, if she goes to stardom... Like, she definitely will be fucking star again because she, before she left there, she was a fucking star. It's, it's going to be great. But, like I said, I'm just, whatever makes her happy makes her happy. I just don't want to see her go to AEW and get misused and be sitting there because I know a lot of people have been like, no, if you go to AEW, you get your shot. Yeah, and then you guys are, like, now into a fucking frenzy trying to figure out how AEW dropped the ball with Andrade, how they dropped the ball with with Miro, and this person and that person that did jump ship that y'all thought the WWE had dropped the ball with. And it's like, okay, well, if you're complaining about that for people who you're like, oh, WWE dropped the ball with this person, and they went over there, and you're like, 
oh, how did AEW fumble this person? Like, you, you kind of got to be like, well, maybe WWE were right. Like, you know, if, like, go to Impact. Like, there's more options there. Like, it could be used more. They have their women's title. She could be in a tag team. They have their women's tag team title. They have their digital media title, which is a, a fucking intergender. You know what I mean? So she could go for that. You know what I mean? So in theory, she would be on TV more on Impact. Okay. The thing about Impact, while I never mention Impact, mm-hmm. Impact has great wrestlers in a shitty wrestling division. Their fucking women's division is fucking complete garbage. Like yeah. you have you have Deanna Perrazzo who's like a fucking star when you put her in a ring and she wrestles. She has had the shittiest booking as champion and as losing the championship. She has had completely shitty matches where it's like I have not been even impressed to even look at some of the shit she's watched. Like it's like when she's outside and she's wrestling, like she wrestled in Mexico, it was like, oh, it's must watch TV. When she wrestled in other places, it's oh, it's must watch TV because Deanna Perrazzo is really good. You put her in there against Mickey James, you're like, oh, I know Mickey James can go. That's good. Everybody else there, it's like a 50 50 wash of like, I don't know if it's good or I don't know if it's bad. Like sometimes Jordan Grace, like sometimes she can have good matches. Is like the division there is like really fucking crazy like Roxy is supposed to go over there Roxy friend of the show who is Ring of Honor women's champion she is young fresh and new and she's gonna go over to Impact and she's going to get lost in a shuffle and just like become meh and like I said I don't want her to go to AEW because friend of the show Sky Blue who is a true, true blessing to us. She has never been on Dynamite. She's been on one episode of Rampage. They have had her wrestle on Dark and Elevation, and nobody watches that stuff unless you go seek it out. And it's like nobody's really like going to seek this stuff out. Like, not even the main super hardcore AEW fans are like, I'm going to watch this show. They're not. And it's like, I feel bad because Sky, like, she's just like the sweetest person in the world. And like, she's just great and adorable. And she can wrestle her fucking ass up and like a high flying, like, extraordinary athlete. But like, she's not getting her TV time. And I feel bad for her. And like, I Is really wish. Because I know there's a trope with AEW, too. She is is signed, but they haven't went, oh, Sky Blue is officially signed. She's signed, but not, like, an official official sign. Oh, okay. Like, because I have asked her, and she, like, kind of alluded to, yeah, I'm signed, but we haven't made anything official out there in the world where it's like, hey, Sky Blue is officially all elite because she hasn't had TV time and because they have the one match rule there hasn't been any room to like just stick her into some feud and go hey here goes Sky Blue oh you like her haha she's signed now it's like I feel bad for her cause she's like she's getting paid she's getting work and like she's part of the company but it's like 
I want more for you, not because you're friend of the show. It's like because I see something in you that I'm like, oh, if it's fed well and nurtured, she can be a star. And it's like it's like they haven't done that, which I really want for her. But no, yeah, like women's wrestling like needs to be cultivated and like as far as Tony like Tony can get the easy the easy out trope that a lot of people don't know about who wrestle in Japan she can get the easy out trope as hey I'm not coming from America I live in Australia huh so I can come in even though the restrictions because Australia has better restrictions than USA. Haha, <laughs> I could come through, right? And they would let her through and she could wrestle and start them and they could have fun. So, yeah. That's a thing. Cool. So, yeah. Um, Raw. Monday Night Raw. Yeah. How did you like the last Raw of the year? It was the last Raw of the year. That's okay. why I liked it. <laughs> so it started out with Matt Riddle and Randy Orton talking crap about New Year's. And then all of a sudden, the Alpha Academy comes out. Hey, we want to wrestle. We want to wrestle too, bro. You're going to do it one-on-one style, bro. Okay, bro. So it starts off with Matt Riddle versus Chad Gable which like immediately you hear that you're like oh this is definitely match of the night you're like oh it's fucking match of the night it's gonna be fucking awesome woo this is gonna be badass oh shit this is gonna be dope woo 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 the match only lasted like three minutes and you're like what the yeah and you're like what the fuck like it's Chad Gable versus Matt Riddle this should have been like a fucking classic like we should be talking about that today. It's like, yo, this was a fucking awesome match. It was over and like Matt Riddle beat Chad Gable and then it led to Otis versus Randy. And like Randy's been trying to RKO this dude. He's been trying to RKO this dude. Been trying to RKO this dude. And we're like, okay, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're like, okay, this is going to be pushed off so far down the line that it's going to happen eventually. You know what? What happened? What happened? He hit him with the RKO in like a minute. Like, bitch, what? They hear you. They hear. <laughs> yeah. And then Randy hugs like Riddle. Then he fakes like he's going to RKO him and then hugs him again. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's a thing. Like, I, I wasn't uh, just like, I had kind of checked out because I was like, ah, this, is, this is a thing. Okay, wow. Yay. I like the part where he kind of pretended he's going to RKO him, though. I would have done mm-hmm. it. I'm just saying. Yeah, because you don't like Riddle. <laughs> but so, Randy. Yeah. So then we get Kevin getting interviewed by Kevin, who was later renamed to Burke. So and after Burke, renamed to Mike. So Mike is interviewing Kevin about things, and Kevin is a little upset 
and Kevin is just like, hey, everybody's having a COVID Christmas, not me, and I'm a little upset about COVID Christmas. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's a lot of people are running from the COVID protocol, and, you know, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad because day one is in jeopardy. And also, you know what else is in jeopardy? The whole entire world. Because the CDC said, we want money and we don't give a fuck about your life. Fuck your life. Bing bong. So then we get a Veer is coming. And Veer Veer wins edging champion of the year. He just keeps saying, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Just keeps getting closer and closer. It never finishes. Just Edwin champion of the year. Fucking great. Then we have the 24-7 tag team match where it's R-Truth and Tamina versus Dana Brooks and Reginald. And they're having a match. They're having a match. Dana gets the win and... Boom! Everybody just goes back into running. Oh, the match is over. Hey, yeah! <laughs> so, that's the thing. So, Nikki says she wants the tag team titles. How do you feel about that? Move on. Just move on. Don't, don't go for the tag team title no more. Do something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to move on. All right. You can no, not, you, not you. I'm talking about her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> made me feel sad. <laughs> so then we get the Street Profits versus the Mysterios. And the winner of this gets to face RK Bro. The final of the Bronomit, I bet. Yeah, after it's been like taken off the air for two weeks for injury to Montez Ford. And I'm about to ask you who was injured too. <laughs> yeah, it was Ford. Ford was injured. And they oh. get the win. The Street Profits get the win. And they're going to be number one contender for the tag titles. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, because you want the Mysterios to win. Yeah. I know that's a shock to everybody, but yeah, I actually did want their materials to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then we have Miz in the back, and he's getting ready, and then all of a sudden he bumps into the minister, who is uh, Eric Bischoff. <laughs> well, I, I see why he was mad at Tony Khan, huh? A.K.A. Mr. Bagman. Yes. Because he gets the bag. So then we have AJ Styles comes out. He calls out almost, which almost is not there because of COVID protocol. So as he's calling out almost, Grayson Waller is in the crowd and like, hey, hey AJ, I don't know why you're here, but I, I, I don't like you. So I'm just going to talk shit. And he gets in the ring and AJ just like ready to smack him around until Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz come out. And this is like the fucking, I don't know what happened. I was so brain broken by this because the whole time they're coming out, Aziz is like, he wants to face AJ Styles. So he gets in there, he gets in AJ's face. He's ready to face AJ Styles. They go to commercial. 
We come back from commercial. AJ's fighting fucking Apollo Crews. I'm like, how do we get here? Like, Vince like, took off his jacket and everything. It was so weird. Like, how do we get here? No idea. It wasn't a bad match, but it was like, how the fuck did we get here? Like, bitch, like, what? I was so confused. Like, the match was good. The way we got there was like, what the fuck? Yes. And AJ beat Apollo Crews, of course. And then, like, Commander Aziz comes in a ring. He gets hit with the fucking phenomenal forearm. He goes down, but then he gets back up and tries to attack AJ. And AJ's like, dude, you're supposed to lay down for this. And then he just falls down again. And it's like, the fuck was that? Why did you do that? He forgot. He did. He did. I think he got a concussion. He did. So we had Kevin Owens come out. And Kevin Owens was upset that nobody was there. So he's like, yo, I want to fight somebody. MVP comes out and MVP's like, listen, I don't know what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, the Hurt Locker business comes out and is like, hey, we're going to fight for our dude Bob Lash. And so Cedric Alexander fought Kevin Owens. And it was like, okay. And then after he fought Kevin Owens... Fucking Shelton Benjamin got stunned by Kevin Owens. It was like, okay, that's that's the thing. Am I the only one that thought this was gonna lead into like another match? Yeah, I I did okay. I definitely was like, oh, it's gonna definitely lead into another match. So then we had Damien Priesto. Damien Priesto versus Dolph Ziggler. I hate this match because Damian Priest lost by disqualification because he got out of hand and he got counted out because he kept beating the shit out of Dolph Ziggler, which means this is his second loss. He lost twice to Dolph Ziggler for no reason. Like, what is the... What's going on here? It's his Damon inside. He can't control his Damon. No, fucking Damon. <laughs> Fuck you. So, Miz and Maurice come out with Eric Bischoff. They're having a wedding. And they're wearing all white. Miz says his vows in French. And Maurice is like, listen, dog, you can't speak French that well. Just, just speak English. He was talking she, Spanish at one point. Yeah, she like she, she even said it. She's like, wait, wait, is that even Spanish? Like that's Spanish. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it was so it was so weird. So then Edge comes out, and Edge teases the tease that Beth is gonna come out, and everybody's looking around like, oh my god, Beth's coming out. Beth's gonna come out. Beth's gonna attack. Oh no, Beth's gonna be. And he's like, stop playing. So. Edge leaves and Edge was like, uh, oh. he's like, I'm glad you guys are wearing all white. And they do the oil bath. Because you can't do blood bath. We're PG now, so you have to do oil. It looks so bad. It's just calling it oil. Like we're calling it oil? I'm calling it oil. 
I'm calling it oil because that's what it is. It's black and it looks like oil. It is complete shit. Like we shouldn't even be doing this. This is so I, stupid. I would have went with fucking symbiote um goo or something. <laughs> we could go with that too, but it's like it's so stupid because it's like a lot of people like know what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a bloodbath. We're all right with that. We, we love that bloodbath. Do it. But when you're doing something like when you're doing it something and calling it something else and changing the color because hey, it can't be red. We can't simulate blood. It's like motherfucker, fuck you. Like it's so corny. Yeah, it's like it's so corny. It's, it's like it's so corny. I, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. So yeah, that was Monday Night Raw. So that brings us to the last word of the year. Show of the year. What's what's your favorite show of the year? Show of the year. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with low kick. That shit was good. Oh my god, wrestling show. <laughs> pay-per-view show of the year. Oh, oh, actual pay-per-view? Because yeah. I, I actually thought you meant like, no, no, like, all, all jokes aside, I actually thought you meant Raw, SmackDown, or whatever. Okay. No, 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 no. Pay-per-view show. Okay. Um. Hmm. Honestly, in like, Maybe it just like me have have like uh, uh, nostalgia and all that. Mm-hmm. The Ring of Honor show, dude, this quote unquote the last one and all that. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it for that reason. Like maybe I'm just struck with like nostalgia for that. But yeah. Oh okay, that that was a that was a good show. Um, yeah. As far as me, like. I'm torn between two shows because, like, I'm gonna say all out like this year, but that was just because everybody showed up and it was like a big thing. And it was like, oh my god, this is like a huge show. But like, that's the only reason I'm just like, oh my god, that's why it was such a big show because everybody showed up, everything changed because Adam Cole showed up. It was Punk's first match. It was. Brian showing up at the end. That's the only reason I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a big show to me. But as far as like, it wasn't like, it didn't shake me to the core with like every cool thing that happened in the show. It didn't shake me and make me go, oh my god, this is like this is dope because this this and this and this. It's just like it's only dope because everybody showed up. Like they had some good matches, but like not matches. And I'm like, oh my god, these matches are so great. It was just like. Everybody showed up. That's why it was a big deal. But like, I it's memorable. Yeah, like that's the only reason it's it's memorable to me. And I would have like I would have said the G one climax finals, but Ibushi got hurt during the match, so that like fucking ruined everything anyway. Because like, if he wouldn't have got hurt, him and Okada would have had like a fucking amazing banger match. And everybody would still be talking about it to this day. But he's injured. So, like, we had to 
scrap that match mid-match because he's injured. So we have to like just throw that out the way. So yeah. the only thing that I can come up with is like from top to bottom, the whole entire card was like was like awesome would be day one of Wrestle Kingdom. Like day one, like January 4th of Wrestle Kingdom, that was the day where it was Naito versus Abushi and Okada versus um, Osprey. It was a lot of good matches on that show that was like, God damn, this is a good show. And then they had to turn around and do it again the next night, but it was like, God damn, this show this night was like fucking amazing and it had like all of these great matches and that's what made that show just like amazing to me and I I love that match I mean that show so that that's how I feel about that got you got you another like second runner runner up I would say and it's like not really cause like the show was mind blowing or whatever fucking and like this is how crazy it is I don't even remember the name of the fucking show but the fucking GCW show where Matt Cadona won their title and whatever everybody talked about that yes yes that was that was a good show that yeah. was a good show I, I don't even remember the name of that one cause like <laughs> GCW had like a bunch of shows yeah so I can't be like oh it was this <laughs> they had a bunch of shows so I'm like I, I, I don't know I honestly yeah, don't know. That week they had like three more in that week. So they did, they did, and it was like, uh, well, I don't know what the fuck this, what this is. Yeah. So, but this year had lots of good moments here and there. Fucking shout out to Xavier Woods and Selena for winning like King and Queen of the Ring and whatever. Yes. Yes. They definitely. We're the best. Yeah. But yeah, like, there's a lot, but like, that one just quickly came to mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any news? No, no, no. No, the... Okay. So yeah, that's uh, that's the end of the year. So uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Hopefully Anything you want to say to the people before? Okay, well that's that's what you want to say to the people. Yeah, I was, was going to say to you. Anything you want to say? Yeah, here's the funny part, right? Me mm-hmm. being dumb, I want to say Happy New Year in Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. But I almost said Feliz Navidad, and then I said Feliz Cumpleaños. So okay, happy New Year, everybody! <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Yeah. All right. Yep. That's it. All right. Bye, guys.